I get too serious sometimes, so it's good to be like, I'm, I'm very advocate for like, yeah, I encourage more kids to read and write because yeah. everyone I go to school with, whenever it's like reading, they're like, oh, I hate reading. And I'm like, but it's so, I don't know, it's so much better than half of the stuff that these kids are doing out there, getting pregnant and all that. Like, couldn't be me. <laughs> um, I, I don't hate reading. It was just... <laughs> What's funny? Sorry. Well, yeah, I what's just, funny? I just, Hold I just, on. This is funny. This is, okay, this is what I just imagined the scene in my head where, like, it's this mom and their daughter, and she's, like, pregnant, and then your mom's just like, you should have read a book. <laughs> you should have read Percy Should have read Of Mice and Men. just read a book. Yeah, you should have read Percy Jackson or if Harry you, if Potter. If you were just doing no. your homework, I mean, you would <laughs> And welcome back to the podcast, You Are Supposed to Laugh. Um, I'm sitting here with Seth Dranus. How's it going? I'm sitting here with Jack Sturgeon. Mm-hmm. And our guest today, uh, she has a very bubbly personality, strong opinions, and a very talented writer who just wrote Mario One, which won Best Film in the U.S. Ellie Cagle, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. That was a really nice introduction. Yeah, I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> Because I can't think of anything nice to say about you. Off the oh. dome. And I'm just playing. That's Lifting a joke. the veil. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was kidding. I was kidding. That was a joke. Thanks, Seth. But how are you doing? How, how is your, like, home, like, because Corona's been crazy, mm-hmm. right? So how's that been going for you? Like, um, well, it's, you know, I'm just trying to take it one day at a time. And it's, uh, I'm a little frazzled because, um... This is supposed to be my senior year, but I have a feeling I'm not really going to. Ooh, that, that, yeah. that, that really does Bites. suck. Because, like, you're, you're, yeah, in the middle of high school, this would suck to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, especially senior year. Well, that's like, you know, all the, the seniors last year, the class of 2020, like, they had that first semester, and they had two months where they went to school. And although it was awful for them, like, missing out on, like, prom and graduation, but I feel like a uh, class of 2021, I feel like, is, like, going to get, like, zip. I will say this. Yeah, you guys, you guys are going on two days a week, right? Yeah, hybrid schedule. I will, wow. I will say this. Prom, 20 years down the line, you're not even going to I know, care. but I was, in, I was in prom committee. But if committee? they don't get to experience it, it's Ooh. like, God, listen, they'll you're, never you're know. experiencing a global pandemic. Did you go yeah. to prom? Me? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was the plug at prom. <laughs> Well, I made, like, what I does made, that mean? I made money off of prom. Oh, my. Yeah. Our friend, our friend uh, took... Uh, oh, 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 don't say Never mind. <laughs> this I don't is, know. If, I don't just know. use his name and We're going to bleep start. out the name. One of our friends <laughs> took a took a, uh, a ticket, a prom ticket. It's uh-huh. not going to be bleeped and out, And then made the comments. I mean, comments. Yeah. Made copies <gasps> and sold them for $50 a oh piece. Oh, my. Genius. Well, yeah, he, he made like $6,000. Wow. Or $5,000. Like... like, like you know they're not going to catch on for like no, they're not going to catch weeks. on it. No, like like yeah. it's the it's the public school system. Yeah, like, yeah, that's the last thing they're thinking about. Well, I was on prom committee this year, and we had raised like a ton of money, and I had sold like so many boxes of like candy, and I'd been trained on like ticket fraud and uh, decoration, and then like. They didn't even tell us, like, I got no heads up that, like, prom wasn't even happening. So, like, wow. I went out and bought my dress, and now it's just sitting at home. So How much was the dress? A lot, probably. probably you heard? 200 maybe. It wasn't that bad. I was about to say, because, like, I know prom dresses now, which is ridiculous that a 16, 17, 18, 19-year-old would be buying a $1,000 dress. To me, that's ridiculous. Well, they're usually renting it. They're not buying no, it. No. Well, I don't know Well, where most of the girls I know buy it. Yeah. They yeah. Just oh, really? Outright. Yeah. They get a new one every year. Yeah. 
and they, they, they try to sell it. They try to sell their oh, old dress. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, they yeah. donate it to like prom dress closets. That's mm. the last thing I would do. If I spent a thousand bucks on something, I would not donate it. You wouldn't donate it for some girl who doesn't have enough money to wow. buy her prom dress. That well, is Jack. correct. <laughs> <laughs> I would try to make something off. Of I would try to make. <laughs> I would try to at <laughs> least right. make ninety percent of my money. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know what? It, to each I his own. To each honesty. his own. <laughs> All right. And. Um, with you and your writing, because you're a writer, yes, um, a very talented one, might, might I add. Um, you. you do have a award for one of your films, so it's it's very known that you're a really good writer. And what has been like the hardest thing about Corona with your writing? Um, that's it's uh, obviously like a, um, you know Corona. We've all been sort of indoors, and we can't like go out and experience things and my, one of my main issues in writing is I lack motivation like mm. all the time and it's hard to find that motivation even when you're at home and you're just like um you know what's the point and uh, another issue for me was I didn't have the resources because I I journal but I don't like writing like stories or opinion pieces by hand because it your hand starts to hurt mm. so I preferred writing on um like computers and all of that, but I didn't have one at home and just until like last week. So I was um, kind of just writing down stuff on my phone, mm. kind of all that. Yeah. And going into motivation, like you, you do have some struggle, like all the time? Struggles? Yeah. Like, like, like how do you get past that? That's a good question. I wish I knew. Uh -huh. um, it's honestly, for me, it's hard for me to work on like personal projects. But if it's like if I have a set deadline and I have like a project that needs to get done, I will be one of the first people to get it done. Like that's how it was when I was in AV. I would get it done like three days before it was supposed to be due. Like under under a uh, deadline for someone else kind of thing? Yes. Yeah, I can't yeah. put a deadline on myself because then I just kind of like, I won't listen to that. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't have any repercussions for I'm not going to punish myself. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, exactly. How do you get past it? Um... It's just a mental thing. I mean, it's literally a matter of waking up and going, oh, I don't want to work on this. And then, like, thinking about the future and going, where do you want to be? And, like, mm -hmm. picturing myself in that writer's room or mm -hmm. that studio and going, well, I got to make shit to get there. Like, so mm -hmm. like, so yeah. what, what am I going to do? See, like, for me, because you, you and you can write. I despise writing, mm -hmm. and I envy people who can write. I think you like writing. It's just like the amount of time that goes into it. You, yeah. well, you don't not, have the attention. Like you, you get I, um, no, impatient. I, no, I can't. I can't just like sit in front of something for so you long. Impatient. It, yeah, that's it's a patience. Thing, yeah, one hundred percent. You'd rather you you you'd be better sitting to the side reciting the idea while I'm sitting mm -hmm. there typing it up. Like yeah, that's yeah, kind this of is how we did shit. it on Mary. Yeah. That's what I, and that's, that's okay. Honestly, if, yeah. mm -hmm. if you it's just finding people who are like. Can synergize with yeah. that. Yeah. That's the hard part. Yeah. Are, are you and, more and comfortable with uh, the being the person typing? Are you are you the are you the, are you one of the people who are just like I'd rather someone else take? It that's, that's honestly a, depends. <laughs> that's a good point because you got to have a lot of faith in whoever's listening to you. Yeah, I don't yes. think I can do that. It's you have to be able to communicate, and then the other person has to be able to like comprehend what you're yeah, communicating. That's like, how it was fully, with yeah. Maria One because you know I um, I co-wrote it with my good friend Justice and. Um, Izzy came up with the idea for the story initially. So basically she gave us the skeleton and we had to put the meat and the muscles all in it. And it was kind of, you know, she would talk and like Justice and I would like furiously write down something. But she did give us a lot of creative freedom, which was pretty nice. Awesome. See, for me, and I can't really 
put it towards you know writing but anytime i have to do something a lot of people think well it's just it's just about the the drive to do it the passion for it a lot of times it's just pure discipline you have to pick yourself and force yourself to go through it it's not necessarily that you're happy about it but you just yeah. have to do it you know that's when and it, it, it that that's definitely the hardest thing mm-hmm. is just pushing yourself to get through it because it's like walking through mud you yeah. have to get to the other side so you just got to go through mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. Um, I think for me with the motivation thing, um, it, it has to be like being motivated. I have to get excited about it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if I'm not excited about a writing project, I probably not going to do it. Yeah. So when, um, the motivation, how I get to it is like being able to write good characters. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I get into most. And I think you can, uh, I've said attest, it before yeah. on the podcast. I think that's. And you can maybe back me up on this. I think having well-written characters is probably the most important part of, like, writing a narrative, at least for what I do, because it's like if you can drop them in to any kind of situation, it just writes itself. Yeah. Like, you don't have to think about I'm well, a more well, of who a, does this, who says this to initiate. Yeah. You just know exactly I'm this I'm more character. of a character-oriented yeah. person as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And, of course, it's it's definitely easier when you're, and I'm assuming, writing your own stuff. Yeah. You know, when it's your own creation, you definitely have a lot more passion and drive to and, do and it. And it's a matter of like like say I'm I'm writing for like my series or whatever, it's I know exactly the kind of lessons and like the spirit and, and just feel of the series that I wanna have. And that's really important going into the writing. Does do the other people helping me write it understand that kind of mm-hmm. emotion I'm going for? Because yeah. like even if we're both going, Okay, we're writing for comedy, it's like you know, is it what what kind of comedy are you thinking? Like, like, are we are we both wanting to go more edgy, or are we wanting to stay kind of more traditional? Like, there's a lot of places to go with with that kind of stuff, and yeah. you have to really make those decisions early on, I mm-hmm. guess. <laughs> of course, doing anything, you have to have, and of course, as I said, it's easier, and you have a lot more excitement about it when it's your own creation. Yeah. But, Getting anything done, but I would think especially in writing, if that's a career you want to go into, you got to have a balance between you know self discipline, good lord, <laughs> self discipline, and and drive. Because a lot of times you're not gonna you're not gonna want to pick yourself up in yeah, the any kind of like self employment, yeah. self driven sort of thing. You're gonna need to find that magic and of like, I want to be motivated, but I also know that I can't rely on on just being motivated all the yeah. time. It's it's unrealistic to expect that I'm just gonna be in a happy mood to work mm-hmm. on it every day yeah. because it's just not going to happen. And like, for me, like I can understand how hard writing is, especially if you do it full time, sitting at a desk, sitting down for like eight, nine hours a day and just plugging stuff through a computer mm-hmm. or on a notepad. And that, that, to me, that just sounds exhausting. Yeah. That's why I feel like most writers, um, especially like for me, since I'm about to graduate and think about like what career I want to go into, um, a lot of writers who write like, you know, fiction, fantasy, nonfiction, a lot of the time their career will be something that um, has to do with reading and writing. Like a lot of lawyers and teachers become writers. Um, I'm trying to think who else, but um, it's kind of like, it's very hard to be a self-employed writer. Like it's, that's something that maybe I'm not going to do. I think I'm going to try to dip my toes into like some journalism to get um, some experience in, but um, yeah, like, but honestly, people who I like look at and I'm like, they are self-employed writers and they are like successful. I'm like, dang, how did you do that? <laughs> what kind of journalism would you want to get into? Um, I don't 
No, I like. I don't like. I don't like writing about sports. I'm just not a sports person. Um, Understandable. <laughs> I really. I guess maybe small town stories. Mm. I really like. Um, I like writing about um, opinion pieces, especially um, about like what's happening in the world mm. and all of that. And um, reflection pieces I really like. Journalism is definitely a special field because the highest mm-hmm. award that you can get in journalism is being killed by the CIA. It is. That is something <laughs> that, that is I... the highest award you can get. Yeah. absolutely right. If I, if I, like, you know, go into journalism and I am like, wow, I love this so much, honestly, it'd be an honor. <laughs> yeah, to just get killed yeah. off, yeah. Get sniped in the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, journalists, I feel like they get so much slander. I feel like they get a lot of slander they don't deserve. And I feel like there's some journalists out there who don't get enough slander. <laughs> Talking about... BuzzFeed? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, here's, I like... And as much as I dig on BuzzFeed, some of the stuff that they have on there really grabs my attention. Yeah. I'm like... It's, it's supposed to. to. Yeah, it's what it's, what it's supposed like to do. I want to see 21 pictures of places that beans are that beans are not supposed See, to that, be that, well yeah. that's the thing about buzzfeed is that those 21 pictures are being uploaded by just random people all over like you can find them outside of buzzfeed buzzfeed's just making it easier there. yeah i want to see i want to see if i'm breakfast lunch or dinner by making mm-hmm. a sunday you know sometimes that's just what i want it's like that it's, yeah. it's literally like hmm, can we guess your uh, it's like, can we guess what celebrity you look like based on Can we guess what, what state a, you're from? Yeah, based <laughs> yeah. on what Italian They're food fun. you like. They're fun. They're fun. Yeah, it's, it's like, well, you spend all your time writing and you're just, your brain's kind of just fried by the end of it. So you go to just pass some time. You're like, yeah, I'd love to find out what kind of coffee I am. I literally did that last <laughs> night. I like, I was so bored out of my mind and I just downloaded the BuzzFeed app and just did a bunch of quizzes. <laughs> like BuzzFeed yeah. quizzes? I have no problem. I don't know how you get well, the answers. That's just like you fun get. stuff. It's it's bad when they report on things. Yeah, like, yeah. Just, if if BuzzFeed nonsense. is your main source of news, please reconsider. That's yeah. what I say. If Fox is your main source, reconsider. If CNN is your main source, mm-hmm. reconsider. So All like, right, I'm down deleting the app and, right uh, now. No, well, I'm just I'm just saying. I'd like, almost I'd almost say you kind of have to in, in this day and age you sort of have to look at everything and yeah. kind of like piece it together. Just piece every because because. No one's, there's not a single site that's just going to say, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure there are some people trying to do that, but they're very hard to find right yeah. now. So for the most part, you just kind of have to go, all right, if I can't trust CNN and I can't trust Fox, maybe I read CNN and Fox. Yeah. And just kind of. Yeah, that's why I encourage you know? people like, to. Okay, those do their are the two opposite ends of the spectrum. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose those, those two. two. Yeah. I'm not literally saying watch those and make your decision. I'm, I'm just, I'm. Providing an analogy of like eventually you, you start to just absorb enough information mm-hmm. that you go, all right. Like, now, I will say this. Assuming that information is all being uh, reported accurately mm-hmm. without bias. Um, I, the most, and I, I've done, I had to do quite a bit of research to find this out, but the least biased major media uh, outlet is the Washington Post. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking for something that you, if I mean, of course, you don't want to look at anything that's, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at stuff that had to do with George Floyd on there because you never know who's specifically reporting on that because they don't. The earlier stuff that comes out is stuff that people that like outside of the Washington Post have written and they put up on there, but they don't title it as what they are officially reporting. So sometimes, like that kind of stuff, you can't necessarily trust. But if you're looking at actual Washington Post articles. It's majorly unbiased. Some mm-hmm. of the older stuff that they have from like the 1930s, 
that's a different story. Well, that was the 1930s. That's a very. Those were great years, no? No. Oh, I'm just playing. <laughs> if you were Not, a businessman. From 1929 to 1939, even then, the best year in human history. Oh yeah, definitely the good old Great Depression and it was the great fear. for a reason. Good old, our best president <laughs> in history was Herbert Hoover. Mm-hmm. 100%. Oh my god! My grandpa lived through the Great Depression. He's born in 24. It's really? Crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine young. being five years old. And in the, the star. And you're like, what does that mean? <laughs> oh, where's it means my we're going to have to get rid of you. <laughs> That's awful. Uh, well, it's true. That's how it was. Yeah. People literally were selling their one. kids. <laughs> we had to pick one. We pick our favorite, we send him to college. <laughs> like, okay, any, meeny, miny, mo. Actually, back then it might have been, we send him to high school. <laughs> no, we sent him to military. Yeah, because they had to go fight in World oh, War yeah. II. Actually, they probably oh, sent yeah, them to the mines. Right. Histories. <laughs> and the mines or World War II. What a great life. I know. Mm-hmm. That's... Oh. <laughs> well, awful. then the 50s came along and, and they made up for it. So. Speaking By of, ruining our economy. Speaking of history. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of history. Enough with the politics. Let's no, get no, back yeah. to writing. No, speaking, speaking of history, I feel like that I some of my inspiration that I get from uh-huh. is kind of like the history. Because like, you can learn so much from history. How do you guys get inspiration? Where do you guys get the ins- inspiration to write your stories and stuff like that? Oh, um, well, I'm I'm an avid reader. I read a lot. Mm. I would say more of a book lover than I am a film lover. Mm. Okay. Um, which is totally fine, by the way. Yeah. You're, you're looking at three like filmmakers and. Well, no, I love. That's film. totally fine. Yeah, yeah. I love film. I just like. You're a filmmaker. Yeah, f- books have like a special place in my heart ever since because like I loved books since I was little, and um, I take elements from you know uh, some books like some themes that I really like, um, uh, interactions and experiences that I have. Um, I'm trying to think what else. That's pretty much it because mainly I write fiction. Any particular yeah. books that have like left a mark on you, inspired you more than others, necessarily? Yes, a lot. Um, the Diary of Anne Frank. I read that book in one night. It is a phenomenal piece of literature. So I think I read that in eighth grade. I th- it was pretty good. It's really good. <laughs> what? It's so good. I don't know. I just love it. And then I really like The Help by Catherine Stockett. Not so much of the little like white savior story, but I like her writing style a lot. Um, I really like... Um, trying to think oh um 1984 that's a good book um i'm not really a reader well you probably you probably read 1984 but well what inspires your writing though it's not necessarily about being a reader well yeah yeah. i'm just like i'm just like putting that out there yeah i'm not really a reader yeah yeah. putting that i mean i'm not not much of one either yeah that's just me that's how i get my inspo the only uh, books I ever read was uh, Forced Upon Me by Classes. <laughs> so, like, of Mice of Men, like we were talking yeah, about earlier. Yeah. Um, to Kill a Mockingbird. Romeo and Juliet. That's a good book. Oh, no. Actually, my favorite book. Yes, my favorite book is... Diary of a Wimpy Kid. No. It, yes. <laughs> Captain the Underpants. Great, no, the great, the great Gatsby, 100%. All right. Oh, it's yes. so good. I love The Great Gatsby. Great. It's beautiful. I have never seen a movie either, so I I, I, I really don't want to. You, no. Because the book is really good. You really like, should uh, watch the movie. I like Catcher in the Which Rye. Which one? Sorry if that makes one. me edgy. With the one with like, Tobey Maguire. <laughs> but, uh... And Leonardo DiCaprio. Tell me, okay. Maybe. It's good. good. It's a it's a solid movie. It doesn't yeah. do. I mean, depending on how much you really like reading and like stuff staying true to the source, it it doesn't do the book a lot of justice. But it it keeps it keeps with it as as good as a movie can. Well, anything with Leonardo DiCaprio in it, I'm pretty sure it's a pretty solid pick to watch. That, so yeah, I do agree. Um, I do like books. 
probably not as much as you, <laughs> but I do really like books. You know, Lord of the Rings, yes. amazing trilogy. Yes. The Hobbit, amazing prequel to that trilogy. Um, but the sect of books that I like, I like um, classical Russian literature. I like okay. uh, Dostoevsky and Tolstoy. I uh, like the Brothers Karamazov. Oh, yeah. The Brothers Karamazov, Crime and Punishment, um, mm -hmm. War and Peace. It's, of that, course, people joke ugh. about that book because it's so... You did so not weird. read that book. I have. You did not. I have. You didn't read it. I have. I even have a copy He's if you'd like to read it. <laughs> no, I, I went through a, a stand of about four Bring years ago. Bring us a summary of the, of the series <laughs> No, he probably read his summary. He knows what happens in it. I just guarantee you he did it's not read that book. It's such a long book. I couldn't even it took, tell you. It took me a year and a half to read it. Oh, my God. So long. Okay, actually, it, the only he might have read it because he reads stupid stuff. <laughs> he does. Why would stupid you call stuff. War and Peace, look, listen. It's so stupid because it's so long, okay? No oh one in the right mind. You have to be a little crazy to read the book, okay? You have to be a little crazy to write the book. Leo, <laughs> Leo Tolstoy. Um, I've only read snippets of it because See? I can't get through it. But the, the thing person. is, no, listen, about War and reader. Peace, what about War and Peace is that it is such a big book that there are so many stories within it, like... Oh, They're, they've they've taken a 100 page piece of that book and made a full length two hour musical out of it because mm. that's how much. See, I, didn't, I didn't even know that. Now, no. there's a book by J.R.R. Tolkien who actually wrote Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit that was harder for me to read than War and Peace. It's called The Silmarillion. That is the book that is unbelievably hard to follow. Mm -hmm. Like, because it goes incredibly deep into the lore of Lord of the Rings. Someone was telling me, my roommate was telling me about this like it a month ago. It is a wild book. It's a beautiful book, but mm -hmm. it is unbelievably hard to follow mm -hmm. because it goes into like how the languages were made in there. Like the, it's, it's unbelievable. Just world building, the book yeah, basically. It's, that's yeah. what it is. Oh, world building, that is a whole can of worms. Mm -hmm. I think it's fun. <laughs> I'm, the next episode of my series I'm working on is all about that. So mm -hmm. like, I'm having fun with it I, right Yeah, I really like world building too. Um, I mean, I... My, I really don't, like, some of my projects, one is kind of set in a dystopian sort of America, and one mm -hmm. is like a high fantasy sort of thing, but I play D&D, &D, yeah. so mm -hmm. uh, my, and I'm not, don't look at me like that. Nothing, no, it's just D&D. Uh, &D. It's, if, if you want to go into writing, I highly recommend it. It's, it's, you're basically writing it as you yeah. go, like, it's, it's justice if you want to get DM. creative as a team, that's one of the best mm -hmm. things you can do, I'd say, personally. I love me some justice, okay? I so do I, love justice. I do love justice. <laughs> But he, um, he's a, he's a very different writer than me. A lot of people assume that writers are very like. No, like they're definitely different. Yeah. Like, and actually, one of my questions I was gonna ask you was, uh, what's your favorite like type of writing? Because like, there's so many different types, and like, there's comedies, you know, stuff like. Because mm -hmm. you've, I've seen uh, comedies come out of you, and they're pretty freaking funny. Uh, what was the name of the mockumentary? Yeah. What's F two twenty. F two twenty. That was so freaking funny. <laughs> Oh Lord! But I, yeah, what's your favorite type? Oh, I I love all sorts of type of writing. Um, comedy comedy's fun, but it's hard. Um, fiction, drama, um, opinion pieces, reflections. One piece of writing though that I hate more than anything in this life, I feel like, is poetry. I hate poetry, and I think it's because. So I like really got into English and like literature back in like seventh grade or so, and. Um, on the poetry unit, I would just dread it because I would be reading it and I'd be like, I don't know, like, just, just, what are you trying to say? Just write it down in a <laughs> book or something. Like, I don't want to have to read and try to understand what this is saying. Where There's obviously some poets that are, you know, um, they, it's a lot easier to understand. Like, I really get Maya Angelou, but some other stuff, I'm just like, this makes no sense. What are you trying to convey <laughs> it's here? It's just words yeah. on a page. Poetry is yeah. a very, it's like a love-hate thing for me because I think, because like, 
like you said, there's some like famous poets and stuff that really get it down well, and mm-hmm. they can like tons of just some of my favorite quotes are, are from like poets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you go on like just a website or whatever and look at like poetry posts from just like you know your random here and there, and it's always just it's really hard to not make poetry cringy. <laughs> I know. Like it's it's yeah. I mean and I, and like I'll try to write it myself sometimes and it's really hard to just go this is just mm-hmm. this is bad. Yeah, like, sometimes people approach me if they if they need like a comedic scene that involves poetry or a song they'll come to me to write the lyrics because they know that I'll like it'll be so bad that it'll be funny cuz I'm up on rhymezone.com trying to see what <laughs> rhymes with. Like. Rhymezone. Um, <laughs> it's like you're 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 writing more of a song than you are a poem, I yeah. guess. Like my my favorite favorite piece of poetry is a song it's called b-movie 2 um oh, and art. Uh, art pure, pure art. art and, pure art. and you know, i know the two guys you never heard the, so- you never heard uh, poet- the, uh, the poets uh, headman and warren ralph lauren you never heard of those <laughs> Can two we listen to it i have uh, actually so good you have I've well they made they made a poem about you've heard bees. this song that was one yeah. of the first like conversations i think i had with seth because um our computers <laughs> were right beside each other in, um, he was in there in the first period, and I had second block AV, and I would come in and he'd be working. And I would walk in some days, and then Monopoly, that one song that y'all Mono did. Monopoly. Yeah. And then uh, the, the rap about that one teacher, and then... Is this something uh, we can, like, <laughs> splice in? Like, B-movie, yeah. too? You guys want to hear it? How many people Not have right you now? showed I mean, our songs? It well, we can, yeah, yeah. Like, we, you guys can hear it, and then once you guys are hearing it, they'll be hearing it. I can, I can edit it. We, you guys want to hear it? How many people have you showed this song to? Um, he plays it without headphones. So like a great amount of people have seen it <laughs> or heard it at least. Not great. Like uh, everyone in my age. Tyler. Scrove. No, uh, Izzy's Tyler. That's Izzy. It, that's Izzy's Tyler. I don't know his last name. <laughs> um, Tyler, Izzy, God. you. Just some, just a couple of people. I know there. I've heard it. You've I heard was, it. I was there. You were there. Yeah. B movie two is it's so good. It's such a it's such a classic. But yeah. It's, 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 it's definitely piece. creative. Like I, it's, I don't know how we made up the freaking. Well, it makes me. That's like the thing is that it makes me laugh. It doesn't matter how weird. Like F two twenty, I go back and I watch it, and I'm like, I'm like, this is so stupid. Like it, <laughs> yeah. the plot is so dumb. But we had so much fun making it, and some of the jokes are like perfect. Yeah. And but some of like the way that we de- the characters died or the plot progressed, I'm just like, mm, I wouldn't have done that. But no. when we were making B movie two. <laughs> It was, we tried to do one. It was the one final thing where we so, tried to synchronize the first. So it's like a, it's a, say it say it's a two two minute and fifty second song. Say it say it's that. Um, the first two minutes and forty seconds took an hour. <laughs> the last ten seconds of the song took three. <laughs> Because we the the last part of the song we sing together we couldn't stop laughing and he <laughs> there's either, no way it took it, you three yeah, hours. no you no. don't understand <laughs> you don't understand because you, you it was you probably the best three hours of my life over and over and over and over yes for three hours Dude, it was yes. probably the best the hour. same line <laughs> yes giggling listen, I don't listen, believe you listen it was the best three hours of my life you don't understand it was it was we we probably spent an hour and a half probably just laughing. I had to pee so hard after that. Like it was so, it was, it was like either he was off key or like I was <laughs> off key, and we tried multiple things. Like we tried him going ooh <laughs> or some sh- or some shit like that. Our voices are like two different two pitches. different things. 
like he's got he's got a deep voice and I got a high pitched one. Yeah. So us trying to sing at the same time, it was bad. <sighs> yeah, it was bad. And we tried to add auto tune to it, which made which, oh, oh the man, auto tune. I forgot horrible. about the you know that's that's what added the charm to it. In my opinion, was how mm. bad the auto tune was because I thought that was intentional. And and it was. I it, well, I talked to him about it, and he was like, no, he was like, no, that's that's not supposed to be intentional. That's like mm-hmm. I was oh. actually being good. Yeah, we're <laughs> um, we're actually remaking it. We're getting T Pain on it. <laughs> um, it's gonna oh. be T Pain featuring. Uh, <laughs> Uh, who, who should we have? It's gonna future? be T Pain and Future, future. featuring uh, Headman and Warner Ruffalo. That's <laughs> yeah. the dream. Would be right. too. But so yeah, we didn't really write that though. No, it was just it everything. Was, yeah. Everything was off the top. I mean, we wrote it, but really? it's just like yeah, it was off the. It, it wasn't off the top. We just you went home. It. Yeah, we improved it, and we, like we went home after work, and we we're just like, "Hey, you want to make a song?" I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then I, I, love that. I was just like messing around with the microphone with the auto tune, and I was just like. Movie. <laughs> and there, he was like, "Oh, that's fire, dude!" Yeah, I was like, "We're, we're, we're, we're making a song." Shit. That's perfect. I and love that. So I was like, "B movie was about bestiality," and I and we, from there he was like, "Okay, we're rolling with this." That's amazing. I love. I did not see. I did not know that. That's. I love it when stuff happens like that yeah, where you it have just this. Happens. Well, that's how one of my projects that I'm working on soon that I'm hoping to turn into a little short film. Okay. I got it from my dad and I were driving. And I think we went to like the dump to drop some stuff, and um, the you know the band Heart. Mm-mm. Are they singing um, Barracuda? Barracuda. Yeah, Barracuda. Yeah. Okay. Barracuda. And um, the only song I know by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, we were like driving, and we were listening to it, and I was just like, "How do you think they come up with the name Heart?" And then he was like, "I don't know." And we were talking, and we were like, "Do you think that there's other bands out there named after like organs?" And so we just started naming stuff. And then we came up. My dad said, oh, what about the gallbladders? And I was like, oh. that is the best oh, yeah. band name I have ever heard in my entire life. So I've been, like, working this past year on the gallbladders. <laughs> yeah. um, there's an underground rapper that I know. His name is Cockmaster Flex. <laughs> is it, like, Cockix? No. Oh. He raps about dick. Anyway. <laughs> oh I- imagine a short film called Cockmaster Flex. <laughs> God. The Ballad you of Cockmaster Flex. You can probably Master go on Flex. X videos or RedTube okay. and find that. <laughs> No, the Ballad of Cockmaster Flex. I We're can't wait it. to show this to my mom. <laughs> oh, Lord. So you my probably mom, shouldn't. No, because yeah. my mom's very happy with the stuff she hears on here. <laughs> I don't know. My mother was just, I was just like, yeah, I'm going to go talk about writing. And then now we're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like we haven't talked writing. anything about it yet. No, we have. Well, we, we, definitely have. have. we definitely have. We just talked about her writing gallbladders. What are you talking about? I get too serious sometimes, so it's good to be like, I'm, I'm very advocate for like, yeah, I encourage more kids to read and write because yeah. everyone I go to school with, whenever it's like reading, they're like, oh, I hate reading. And I'm like, but it's so... I don't know. It's so much better than half of the stuff that these kids are doing out there, getting pregnant and all that. Like, <laughs> couldn't be me. <laughs> um, I, I don't hate reading. It was just. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, funny? So, well, yeah, what's funny? I, I Hold just, on. This is funny. This okay. This is what funny. I just imagined this scene in my head where like it's this mom and her daughter and she's like pregnant and then your mom's just like you should have read a book. <laughs> you should have read. Percy should have read of mice and men. Just read a book. Yeah, you should have read Percy Jackson or if Harry. If Potter. you were just doing no. your homework, I mean, you. <laughs> No, because you're always on that phone. It's a terrible example, but, I mean, it's like, you know, and some people can't help it. Like, some people have, like, bad ADHD and can't focus. That's what I was about to say. I I don't hate writing. It's just, it's very hard for me to sit down Mm -hmm. and just read a complete book and then comprehend at the same time. You should try audiobooks. I actually have. Uh, Yeah. um, When they were asleep on the road trip, I was doing a little audiobooks. Nice. Yeah. 
What were you listening to? I was listening to Diary of the Wimpy Kid. Yeah, I was about to say it was Diary of the Wimpy yeah. Kid. Because <laughs> I was just who, trying it out. Which one? Who was narrating it? I don't know, some dude. Because I know like Jack Black has audiobooks I'm that he's completely that narrated. Who narrated Diary the audiobook of the Diary of the Wimpy Kid? Um, I was going to ask you, uh, Seth, about um, writing characters more because you mm-hmm. love it so much. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite like type of character that you um, write? Okay, I can go on about this. Um... So I guess I should probably specify, I've said it before on the podcast, I'm mm-hmm. working on an animated cartoon, kind of adult comedy sort of thing. Squish. about uh Yeah, it's called Squish. It's about uh, Bugs, sort of Bugs Life, Fritz the Cat, Family Guy, kind of put together yep. sort of thing. Uh, so I write comedy. Um, and I've been telling people lately, ever since I started writing this sort this yeah, this series, that uh, I think the, the comedy trio is just perfect uh, like, like, like 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 I've, I've heard people before say like oh a, a band is perfect if it has just like four people yeah you know, mm-hmm. guitars vocals bass uh drums and i think a comedy not that everything needs to be written from this perspective but i think you get so much out of out of these three right you have to have the type a who drives every kind of yes who drives every kind of social situation the the loud one like like just he's the he's essentially like the leader i guess is it would be the best way to describe it and then you have the the foil to him who is the uh just antsy like worried always worried about what the first character is getting into because then that always sets up some kind of dynamic. No matter what you put them into, there's going to be arguments, and then those arguments are going to push things forward. Of course, spice it up, have things that they can agree on, so mm-hmm. you have interesting situations like, oh wow, they're actually really cool together on this and whatnot. Um, usually, those two will drive the story, and then I always like having a third who is like not like them and not caught up in that he's just sort of the friend tagging along doing his own thing usually the smartest one but not depicted as the smartest one if that makes sense yeah kind of like Um, wise or whatever other other examples in in like culture i can think of like ed and eddie's the biggest one i can think of for the threesome yeah yeah, for the for the for the for the <laughs> the Gleason shout out threesome. Ellie's mom. No, sorry, no. <laughs> we're sorry. We're sorry. Sorry, mom. I meant to say the threesome. The Go ahead. The threesome. Uh, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Sorry. No, it's it. It's any more than that starts to kind of overcomplicate things. Uh, obviously, not secondary characters, mm-hmm. just the primary. But uh, anything more than that really starts to kind of overcomplicate it. Anything less, you can kind of kind of roadblock you if it's just the main two arguing you don't have the third one to keep things moving forward you can kind of write yourself into a into a hole and whatnot mm-hmm. i know i'm i know i'm speaking on a very specific style of writing comedy here but uh i'd say that's what i'm best at is 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 the three amigos comedy the three like you know like is that what you're saying is that that's your favorite type it's of- just a, it's 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 going i need to sit down and make these characters interesting. I need to make them bounce off each other and the world around them as interesting as I possibly yeah. can. And yeah. I think that dynamic sets up a very good... You either, you're either you either the first character going, getting all excited, getting opportunistic. You're either the mm-hmm. second character worrying about what's going to go wrong, and then they're arguing, or you're the third character that's doing their thing mm-hmm. or, yeah. waiting, or waiting for the other two to stop arguing. Like, whatever the... Whatever the plot calls for. Yeah, that's a writing trope that can either make it or break it. Because yeah. some people are really good at it, and other people are just like, 
you're you know you've got it like like I mentioned earlier when you can just sit around with like your co-writer buddies and just throw a situation mm-hmm. out there and it just starts writing yeah. itself like yeah like uh oh what w- what would they do if they uh they got stuck in the woods mm-hmm. like instantly i can tell you right now what all of my characters would do and i don't even have one of those episodes written yet so <laughs> yeah yeah character study is so important i think the better you know them the easier it's going to be and branching off of that i think you definitely i think in terms of writing characters that are good you need to write what you know yes. yeah so that way that like and that just means put yourself into your characters like the the three i'm writing i i, I sort of Everyone kind of goes, oh, you're sort of like the the main moth guy or whatever, right? He's sort of like your persona or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, kind of, I guess. But, like, he's more of like if I was just that full type A and didn't have any worries or anything and just let my inhibitions loose. But then you've got the other guy who represents the side of me that's, like, very anxious and doesn't mm-hmm. want to put himself out there yeah. and, is, and is thinking about everything that could go wrong. And then you've got the other one who represents me when I'm at my best and I'm not thinking about I'm not letting my ego take control I'm not letting the anxiety take control I'm just in the moment doing what I'm doing and he usually ends up being the one that doesn't have any harm come to him by the end of the episode uh so just just a matter of a a lot of it has to do with just knowing yourself as well like yeah before you know the characters you need to know you basically mm-hmm. Ooh, I always nice. yeah I always put a little bit of myself in my characters whether it's like a big personality trait that I have or like a small little quirk that I have mm-hmm. that's not even mentioned in the story but it's like you know if there's a little piece of you inside the characters you can and sort of like poetry I think you kind of have to be careful because it can get kind of cringy if yes, you get too like, self-inserting like Mary Sue's Mary yeah, Sue's yeah, are literally the, the worst uh, Mary Sue's and Gary Stu's it, it's it's like if I it's like if I gave my moth character like oh I'm really into Dr. Pepper or something it's <laughs> like there's no reason to put that in there other than I really like Dr. Pepper and I just want to put it in my art it, it, it's when people kind of it's that's when you start getting like mm-hmm. eye rolls and stuff yeah you know? but it's understandable. Everyone loves Dr. Pepper is amazing. I'm yes. a big diet Dr. Pepper fan. I like the diet. Respectable. I like uh, just don't like the aspartame. As, <laughs> so I was going to, because I, I realized I haven't gotten to any of my questions yet. Oh, my. I haven't really gotten to mine either. So All right. We can, we can my, my, my first time. one, there was one that, I, one that I wanted to ask. Um, <laughs> I took a bout of questions. No, that's we'll fine. We, we got plenty questions. of shit to cut anyway. I still got more, too. Um, so this one's about visual stellator. Yeah. <laughs> visual visual storytelling versus dialogue and written storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a visual. I prefer visual storytelling. I like shot. Like we watched Forrest Gump last dude, night. For, dude, f- for by the, the way, sorry. Go ahead. By the way, Forrest Gump is such. So, like I rewatched it last night with with Jack. Like he just said, and dude, it is so good, bro. A, I, I cried twice, and I've seen the movie before. I've never watched a movie again and cried again. It's a masterpiece of a film. Like holy it? damn. Go and ahead. there's some like there's some powerful shots in that a movie visual where storytelling. there is no dialogue. It was right after Jenny leaves. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, by the way. It was right after <laughs> Jenny leaves Which after time? they... No, oh yeah, okay. So it was right after when they had oh. the, 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 the sex and uh, we don't like she Jenny. leaves. We don't like Jenny at all. She leaves. No she leaves and then he's just like so down. Like right, It's right after they they finally made a breakthrough in their love connection that they were having uh, or I mean he was having mostly but then um, <laughs> they, they finally break through and then she just leaves. And then he, it just, nothing is said. It's just him alone 
like with the camera just zooming in and like slowly coming out like it's just so intense and then he just starts fucking running no words but then also that movie also has great uh dialogue, dialogue like yeah. he yes. literally narrates the whole mm-hmm. damn thing so uh, go ahead with what you're saying so and you can t- like in a lot of my movies like if you, if you look at my top 10 movie list which I, i'll bring out just for examples um like you can like i love pure visuals in movies to me uh, like one two and three uh the good the bad and the ugly that's mm-hmm. not a heavy dialogue movie if no. you watch it it is all shots um blade runner 2049 visually stunning the most gorgeous movie ever made and the lighthouse with willem dafoe and um robert pattinson which it, i mean the way that the way that that movie shot it's in 16 like old-fashioned 16 millimeter film where they actually had to have the the set so bright that you couldn't even see just so they could film it and have enough exposure um and it, if you watch it like um i watched it in theaters i was really confused because it looks like because normally you have the widescreen this isn't just a square it's just a box it's small in the theater yeah that's how that's how it was. Um, I've, I, I, I'll show it to you just so I can actually. Like what's your, what's we'll your just, point? We'll just, we'll just, we'll okay, well, just my talk. my point is like, <laughs> what what do you think is more challenging to write and direct? Would it be written and dialogue or visual storytelling? Actually, being able to compose a powerful shot like that and actually see beauty in it. Mm-hmm. That. <sighs> and or what do you prefer? Honestly, it depends on the writer because, um, like me, I'm more of just like I'm not really good at cinematography and all of that mm-hmm. but like someone like izzy is probably a lot better at both so for me it's a lot easier to do like kind of the written stuff and um I, sometimes i'll have ideas of like what i want for a shot and i'll talk to like my dp or something and i'll mm-hmm. just be like this is what i'm thinking um i'm giving you creative freedom so whenever you do it just show me what you're doing and like we'll we'll talk about it mm-hmm. and um it, yeah it makes a whole difference you know with the powerful visuals and it's hard to do but when it's done right it's perfect yeah. and in, in um, any like, any kind of school any kind of class anyone who's really in the industry in in my experience will tell you always to show don't tell and, yes and to try and if you can do it without dialogue do it without dialogue that was be- our first lesson in my creative writing class was show don't tell i, I so. think about all the times when i'm sitting with like friends and i know non-artist friends it's like i can sit there and geek out about like oh that's that's great composition or i love their mm-hmm. color theory here and they'll kind of like okay so yeah. but like a scene where there's like no dialogue just really dramatic and you can read everything the character is thinking just by looking at their face and how they're moving and how it's shot even those moments every time almost will get my friends just like shit or like whoa yeah it gets like, the like, it, non-film they kids. notice it they really do so i think the more you can do that the better personally mm-hmm. like i think it also helps with your actors like uh yes. tom hanks and forrest gump Again, another example. Phenomenal actor. Probably the best actor of all time, in my opinion. Like, it, he, he, there's... <laughs> watching Forrest Gump... Uh, be, be careful praising uh, uh, yeah, I'm, Tom Hanks he's, okay, right he's in some hot water right he's, now. Uh, he is, no, but... Listen, uh, we talked about in the... When, I think it was We the talked about episode. separating yeah. art from the artist a while back. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's go into that mode for right now. <laughs> yes. Tom Hanks is a very good artist, but we are uh, aware of his hijinks in 2020. Let's just say that. But watching that movie, it's just like... He brings out... the if A great actor will bring out the emotion in you. Yes, just by yes. Lily, without even saying anything, in, in that sequence that I was just saying, it's about a 30-second sequence after she leaves, 
and just the, the emotion in his face. You want to run almost like he does. You're, yeah. you're kind of like, I get, I kind of feel like it now. And like, the thing is, he can, he showed emotion in his face without making any face because it was, he was, he was blank. It was completely it's in his blank. eyes. Yeah. Let's force it's his actor. character. Like, yeah. And, um, like, and you said, you know, doing, and you, good Lord. Um, so you remember the movie, the, my number one movie, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. You know the scene that you've seen from that with just the shots of the yeah, face? Yeah, it, it makes it, like, it's more powerful when you don't, mm-hmm. when it, when it's visual to me. Because, like, when there's an argument happening and you're intent, like, it's, you're, you're focused on it and it's so intense in the moment, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost kind of taking away when it's when it could just be like what you're saying well, like just every just other faces. movie wants to throw in a one-liner during yeah. their fights yeah. or their stare downs or was... sizing each other up instead of just building like yeah. like building a drama with the, with the like, music with uh mm-hmm. with with the the shots getting closer and closer into the face like i uh I'll, I'll i'll use a reference from wrestling actually i know i keep referencing wrestling but i it's a performance art and it and it interests the hell out of me um Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania six <laughs> in nineteen ninety. No, was seriously, it, it was was it Hulkmania back then? Hulkamania, yeah. yeah. Um, no, this was like the height of eighties big cartoony kind of wrestling guys. Yeah. And like Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan were the two, pretty much the biggest stars in wrestling at the time, and they hadn't ever had a match together. Like uh, Hulk was world champion, Warrior was the Intercontinental champion, and. Uh, during the Royal Rumble that year, which is the pay-per-view they have before WrestleMania, where all the wrestlers in the company are basically getting in and like throwing each other over the top rope for a chance to fight the the champion, right? Um, Hulk and Warrior were there, and like they throw everybody else out, and there's only two of them left, and they just have this quiet turnaround stare at each other, and they're not they're not flipping around, they're not doing any moves, they're not saying anything, they're just looking at each other the crowd is going ballistic like like 40,000 people going absolutely ape shit without saying a word and that's just the build up to the wrestlemania yeah. match when they get to the match just the entrances alone are like 20 minutes long of just <laughs> but i mean they're just standing they're doing all this they're getting the audience so into it and they're not doing anything mm-hmm. it's genius it really is like it's powerful yeah, and um, for me, WWE is wild. The stuff they do on there, like it's say in, in 1998, June 26. This is my favorite wrestling moment by far. And we reference this all the yeah, time. There weren't there weren't any words spoken. I watched like there's pictures taken of. Well, this that's event. not so much writing as much as it is as it is just a crazy moment. Well, like, whoever it's, was it's, it's producing that had a good I don't idea. Think so. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's worth mentioning. I don't think so. Um, you sure? I could argue Mick Foley knew his character. Yeah, uh, being thrown sixteen feet. So off Ellie, the uh, as a future WWE writer, um, <laughs> do you... we can stop talking about wrestling now. I just, wa- I just wanted to bring it up as a. I'm not a big wrestler. Jack's the only guy. one who just start getting all nerdy with it. <laughs> what a nerd, dude! I love I WWE. I do too. No one else wants to hear it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like you can start talking because he asked you and and we kind of took over but no that's fine honestly which one would you which one's harder for you the visual or the uh dialogue definitely visual i mean that's just because i don't really know much about cinematography and um i know the words don't lie to me but sometimes looking at like a viewfinder (laughs) can (laughs) i think like i love movies that have that run and they, they can literally just 
pull your attention based on pure dialogue. Not a lot of action, not a lot of visuals. The other way around, basically. Yeah, like, if you can do one or the other on both ends of the spectrum, like, completely, like, far left and right, it's unbelievable. Some people are really good at at writing dialogue. Mm -hmm. It's it's difficult, but again, I think it's just a case of if you know your characters really Mm -hmm. well, it just kind of writes itself. Yeah, and but I mean, what do I prefer? I like visual. Yeah, I prefer that for the most part, yeah. I like working with that more. Some of the movie, like, um, the movie Flight with Denzel Washington, uh... That one, that's mostly dialogue. That movie has not a lot of... I mean, of course, there's a scene with the plane that's pretty cool. They're just on the plane the whole time. They can't yeah. really do a whole lot And then um, Sully with Tom Hanks, where he where he plays the pilot that had to land the uh, the plane in the Hudson River. That movie I is... I should have just landed it on his island. <laughs> <laughs> with the volleyball. Sorry, go ahead. That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> that's, that's tough. <laughs> that's good. I like that. Crossovers, Tom Hanks movies would be crazy. <laughs> he just sees Leonardo DiCaprio walking by on the island, oh. running away from him in the other movie. Catch okay, you can. I misun- <laughs> see, I misunderstood the joke. He's got his wallet in his hand. Oh, yeah. I think were we both thinking? Of I was thinking Epstein. Epstein. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I was thinking that at first, and then I was like, oh, the reference in Castaway. Okay. Yeah, yeah. De- were you referencing Castaway? Or I was Epstein? referencing like the the island, Epstein Island, like. <laughs> You were the only one who went to Castaway. You were the only one who went to Castaway because you clearly well. love Tom Hanks. <laughs> it was a good reference as well, but like it is. But like I thought I was it was alone. just me, but it was just double. You. No, it's, it's, it's that's actually beautiful. I was alone I like on an that. island with Epstein. No, with ca- oh, put balls. me on an island. I'll mur- Oh, he's already got. He already got murked. I'm sorry. You're gonna say Tom Hanks? Like what did Tom you do? Tom Hanks murdered Jeffrey I couldn't. I don't think I could hurt Tom Hanks, no matter what he did. He has made me. Tom Hanks could probably me. hurt a small child, though. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know what adrenochrome is? Okay, <laughs> um, we're not going to get into that. Um, but, um, geez. Anyway, <laughs> just a full Lord. Any, okay, back to back to. And before we get completely demonetized on YouTube, uh, about what? We're just... This is our first sponsor. Before we um, all end up with a bullet in the back of our head because of suicide. The best honor, of course, remember. Of course. Yes, of course. That's not not in podcasting. <laughs> uh, we're reporting. It's technically journalism. We are reporting on some journalism. Okay. Back to, <laughs> back to the good, the bad, and the ugly. The shot that I, well, I was originally talking about, it's literally seven or eight minutes. It's long. No, it's, just, like, it's like three and a half. No, the full I shot, promise. the director's cut, the Jack, full I, shot. Jack, I cut. definitely believe you're exaggerating. No. It's definitely three and a half minutes. <laughs> you don't have to pull it up. We'll, we can Lord show us mercy. later. We'll believe you. We don't, we're not talking about the director's cut because most people don't watch the director's cut. They watch the actual movie. You have to watch the director's <laughs> cut. The Lord director, have mercy. Okay, it's only three hours and like 32 minutes. Only. It's like I can't sit down it's and read a as... book, but watch the three-hour <laughs> <laughs> No, I can't sit down and write a book. I can read a book. Oh, okay. But anyway, it's a, it's, it's a power. It's definitely, it's just powerful, you know. And there's a lot of, mo- like, Interstellar has some of the most beautiful visuals in a movie that I've ever seen. But it also has, and of course, Matthew McConaughey being the amazing actor he is, brilliant dialogue. So I guess to have a good movie, you can either have a perfect balance of it or just one or the other. Yeah. Which I think that's a great thing about movies in general, Mm -hmm. that you can have any kind of balance, but if you know what you're doing and you know how to make one thing strong to where you don't need the other that much, then I I think you can make it work, and that's why I like movies so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like them too. They're just... Some movies, like, I'm, I'm I'm that uppity film kid that, like, when my parents are like, let's watch a movie, and they pick, like, 
just like a two hour buddy film that's just like all comedy i'm like no i watch whiplash or something (laughs) (laughs) i I had to beg i had to beg my parents for all of us to sit down and watch parasite because they did not want to watch like the anime the no no, the the live action no i had to because they were like back at the beginning of like quarantine um i did like every day we would watch an Oscar like buzz film. So we watched like Jojo Rabbit, Knives Out, Marriage Story, Parasite. Knives Out. I don't I didn't like it, but the ending shot is phenomenal. I love it so much. Okay, well I mean I love Daniel Craig. So it's kinda did, yeah. I'm a little bit biased. But um what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, no, keep going. You were talking. I don't remember Oh yeah, that's what I was talking about. What was I talking about? Oh, no. You're talking about, like, because you wanted to watch, like, an Oscar film every month? Uh, Yeah, like, almost every day or, like, twice a week. And they were just like, no, I want to watch something that I don't have to pay attention to. And I'm like, I want to pay attention to these I want to watch Rush Hour. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. I understand that, but, like, movies like Daddy's Home, Daddy's Home 2, Rush Hour, (laughs) Rush Hour 1, Rush Hour 2, Rush Hour 3, you know, great movies. Mm -hmm. Okay, they're great. We're not, I'm not trying to, you know, I don't want to dog on those movies, but I do understand wanting to see something for the pure They're fun, and you want to see something it. that's going to make, like, going to, I don't want to say challenge you more, but, like, make you think a little more. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But I, I'm a big fan of cult classics as well. Like, I'm a huge 80s movie fan, so that's, like, kind of, like, my buddy film when I want to watch a movie that I don't have to pay attention to that much. It's, like, weird science. Um, mm. Bill dirty, and Ted? Yes. <laughs> dirty Dancing or... Um, this is not an 80s movie, but it's a cult classic. Super yeah. rep, super bad. Um, That's a great movie. It, it's a phenomenal movie. <laughs> um, have you seen... Do you like horror movies? Um, I've been trying to get into them. I'm not... I haven't watched a lot, but whatever you're about to... There's two um, 80s horror movies that you might like. Um, American Werewolf in London is pretty good, and The Thing by John Carpenter is pretty good. Those are those are probably my two favorite horror movies. They're like... They're, I mean, they don't look the best. <laughs> Well, I mean, actually, the thing looks pretty good. Didn't Isabel Leonard dog on the thing? While she was on it, yeah. She was like, <laughs> I think she this, did, this is what yeah. she did. She, the thing is not that good. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> she also dogged on Pulp Fiction. So <clears throat> She dogs on everything. I love that woman. Every Everything that Seth likes is just like, no. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's hard to, it's, yeah, I'm like, my favorite movie, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. That's, That's a favorite great movie. movie. Yeah. Favorite, oh, my okay. car is named Ramona Flowers. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, it's a good movie. It is. Well, okay, I uh, I'm not, did, did I say the movie was bad? Yes. <laughs> with by my, your with t- my visuals. By your tone, sir. I think it's slightly overrated. I don't know. I just really Damn. like it. By the way, I looked it up. The Good, the Bad, the Ugly uh, is a four-hour fucking movie. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh, first and foremost. And, um, How long is this scene? The I scene could be is wrong. two minutes and 41 seconds. <laughs> he uh, said four hours long. Fuck. Wait. He said. Where does it start? Where does it start? It starts when the scene starts. Well, I just want to know where it started. It starts when the scene starts. <laughs> is it really? How, is it really? Four Two minutes. Hours? Yeah, it's, it's four hours. It's four fucking hours. It's good. It's so good. I don't, know, I don't think man. I, was, I had the... trouble li- watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for that long, <laughs> and it was really good. But it's just like four hours. You want to know man, who? You want to know who called it the most perfect movie ever made? Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. Correct. You said this multiple times. Because um, he's right. <laughs> he also it doesn't he have a thing with feet. Does and he? he's right. No, <laughs> 
Yeah, he does. Watch From Dust Till Dawn. He literally drinks alcohol off of Salma Hayek's foot. And in every single movie, there's like a big scene with the foot, like an inglorious bastard. You think, you think at this point... Low-key, I respect that. Yeah. You, do you think... He's putting himself... He's, this is him knowing himself and putting himself <laughs> in his foot. Do you, do you think he's doing it on purpose now? Like, yes, he's like, absolutely. He's, like, he's playing to the bit. It's a bit. He's been, it's, no, he's it's been doing 100%. it... On purpose from the beginning, he's been Since probably wanted. Dogs. He's probably low key wanted God, people to find out about. Yeah. Like no, I'm like just as an artist. That's just yeah, what artists like Uma do. Thurman they like, and they will put their yep. like you know if you're into blondes, the leading lady in your movie, the romantic interest is probably gonna be a blonde, yeah. like stuff like that. You know, and people, literally people put that stuff in there. And literally, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, th- there's a hippie scene with Brad Pitt, and the hippie gets in her in his car and puts her, puts feet, up. And puts her fucking feet on the windshield. If if a girl yes. did that in my car, I'm uh, I'm, Get out the car. I'm whipping and making her like fly out the door. No, I'd be more confused. I'd be like, that's a really odd position. <laughs> like, no, I would just say, hey, I have defrost on, which means that the, f- <laughs> the f- air is going to be hitting your feet and blowing into my face. So please take those down. And even in Margot Robbie, she's sitting in a movie, she's theater, in the movie theater. And, and the feet's like right up. here. And we're just like, I can't really see her face because her feet's like kind of blocking it. You know? It's yeah. Like, and some people went and saw that. It's to show she's uh, comfortable. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. It's co- honestly like it used to be like a thing, but I'm pretty sure it's just a bit now. Yeah. Because um, absolutely. The, the one movie I did. That's the best thing you can do is be self aware about Do you think that. he writes that in there? Yes. Yes. 100%. 100%. He said, all right, who's He probably feet? doesn't write. The, it, like he probably puts in one or two in the script and then adds another one or two yeah. while well, they're Well, it's filming. a major like pl- t- uh, turning point in Inglorious Bastards because Bridget von Hammerstein gets shot in the foot. And she's Ooh, yeah, limping, yeah, yeah. and uh, the Hans Hans Landa is like, "Why are you limping?" And she's like, "Oh, mountain accident." And they go into a side room, and he takes the shoe off, and you see like a nice shot of her foot. <laughs> is there a foot scene in Django? I don't think I couldn't remember. Django in Hateful Eight. Don't have one. I don't think. No. Huh. Of course, those were time pieces, obviously, yeah. but. Which, by well, the way, so was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I know, but those were both like Western. Bastards. Those were both like Western yeah. style. Yeah. And we it, can keep, we can keep talking about riding. We don't have to keep talking about foot fetishes. <laughs> and this is the second time we've talked about feet. in a row. Yeah, <laughs> we need to get our act together. Nah, I'm following Quentin's footsteps. Oh, I, uh, I, like I like it. I like right. it. That was, that was <laughs> well. Thank you for tuning in. Um, <laughs> I'm leaving now. Oh, you are? Are you? No. Um, we want people to watch I, this man, podcast. I want to. I want to. I want to have one more question. I got uh, time Kim. for everyone. Okay, let's I'm go. Done. What is your advice to someone who do have that struggle? Who do have it? Who do? What struggle? Who, uh, the struggle of the writer block, the struggle of the motivation, the inspiration. Just wants wants to be a creative, and the first thing, the first step in, as being a creative is the writing process. So, what do you recommend or um, uh, the advice you would give to someone like that? First, um, let's ask the actual writer. Oh, uh, thank you. Um, my advice that I try to tell people who are struggling is um, I consider writing a muscle. So when I used to, like back in October, I would write every single day on a project. And I was writing the other day and I was like, wow, this sucks. So you have to train. You have to train and build that muscle up. So um, I encourage writers to write at least once every day. It doesn't have to be your project. It can be about just like what you did today, what you're feeling, whether it's like you're typing it or you're journaling, just like write Like literally something. just write a diary entry or something. Yeah. Like, like, like it, something personal that you yeah. can like connect with. That's why yeah. I keep a journal. So if I'm not working on like a project, I'm keeping that practice of, you know, I can just go to my journal and write, um, well, I went on, you were supposed to laugh today. I had a good time. 
Shout out. That's not what she's going to write. Oh, my <laughs> God. They talked about feet for 10 minutes. <laughs> we did talk about feet for a minute. Tell mom let's not, not to keep watch. Ta- let's, enough the feet. Let's keep going. <laughs> but... Um, that's and it's hard because a lot of people what drives them away from it is like they read it and they're like i hate it i hate it like no one's gonna like this and i try to remind people that's because you've like you're writing it and you probably read it like 10 times in the last like two minutes so it's gonna get old to you so and you know a lot of writers are afraid of failure or people not liking the writing i mean no one really likes criticism but it's helpful yeah so so just like working out just keep mm-hmm. writing, keep doing yeah, it Yeah, that's day. like in my in my room, I have a whiteboard above my desk and all it says, it just says write. So it doesn't say write on blank, write this. It just says write. So just pick up that pen, open your note, uh, open your laptop and just open up a doc and just write. Um, mine kind of comes before that, you know, um, and it's going to sound harsh, but the first thing you got to do when you get up in the morning is get out of bed, look at yourself in the mirror, realize that you're probably an adult. You need to act like an adult. You got to get things done, so that means you got to do things, so do it. Don't be a baby. Grow a pair, metaphorically, if you're a woman, and <laughs> just get it done. It's like working out. Nobody really wants to work out. Some people do, freaks. <laughs> and really? if you want to work out, you want to lose weight, gym rats. you want to grind. <laughs> Yeah, you have to get yourself up every day early if you want to make time in your schedule to actually get things done and work out. It's mm-hmm. all about just doing what you have to do no matter how much it sucks because um, uh, one of my uh, – it's going to sound really pretentious. One of my favorite philosophers, Frederick Nietzsche, he says that nothing gets done without suffering. And you cannot feel pleasure unless you suffer to get things done to feel the pleasure Nietzsche's of actually a, getting it Nietzsche's done. Nietzsche is one of my favorite uh, people. To yeah, Nietzsche and Schopenhauer. Read up on in terms yeah. of this kind of stuff. Yeah, Nietzsche and Schopenhauer are my two favorite philosophers. And because well, we're not going to get into that, but <laughs> it's all about the suffering. Episode. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we will. It's all about being able to get yourself out of bed, suffer while you have to suffer, and then reap the benefits because you suffered for it. Yes. You yes, have I to agree. focus on the future. If you focus on the suffering present, is like a kind of loose term there, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, suffering in the terms in which they use. In that you're you're getting up and forcing yourself to do technically what you love, but you're yeah. still forcing yourself to do it. Yeah. Like, it's about it's about the balance between, as I said, self discipline and passion. Are you okay? That was my elbow. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. You ever, have no, you ever, right. you ever like stretch and your shoulders just like Instantly break, and then it's you what have it to feels go to like. the hospital. <laughs> uh, only once. Uh, Seth, <laughs> y- uh, what's your advice? Um, I mean, y'all, y'all pretty much covered it. From a, from a physical standpoint, uh, just try and write something every day, uh, even if you don't think you can. If, if it's literally just a diary entry talking about how tired you are and you don't feel like writing something today, write that because it's raw and it's real and better than doing nothing yeah uh and you'll probably feel a bit better after you do it too um which leads into mentally emotionally uh i like to think that you should kind of look at it as a a therapy like a like like i mentioned like a sort of like a diary entry mm-hmm. kind of like i even like i even look at like the like the plots i write like for the for the cartoon uh like almost like diary entries sometimes like have i gone through something shitty that happened okay well can i look at it from an outside perspective and write an episode about it like uh 
I got locked out of my house one time, like by pure accident, and it gave. And I sat out there for a good twenty minutes, just waiting for my roommates to wake up because I was calling them and they weren't waking up. And during that time, I just pulled out my notebook and I started having these ideas for my characters, like what if one of them got locked out of the house? How would that go? Mm-hmm. And now I'm like almost done with that animatic. So. Uh, there's like multiple ways to look at it in terms of motivating yourself. Uh, I think there's a bit of just forcing yourself to do it every day, like you guys said, and then kind of looking at it emotionally enough to still be able to get something out of it, be able to go, okay, like, I'll feel better when this is over. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just nice that, like, when something bad happens in my life, I can kind of go, that sucked, but gave me an idea for a plot or something like that like yeah. it's mm-hmm. and, and and then down the road if that becomes a serious plot you're like man i'm really glad i had that shit day or else i wouldn't have this yeah that really reminds solid me episode written. i've been in since march since the tornado happened i have been and like covid was kind of like almost about Starting, to on the rage yeah i told as many people as i possibly could i was like you need to go out and buy a journal right now because Whenever in a hundred years, when I'm when we are all long gone We're and be dead, back at these. people Maybe are, you guys. yeah, <laughs> and Frank, people and people Frank. are going to be looking what? because she kept her oh, diary, yeah, yeah, yeah. and people. And that's what they going, made the movie off of. Yeah, my brain went to no one's gonna round us up and put us. In <laughs> oh <laughs> <Okay>. my! <laughs> that was the first thing I thought you were trying to get at. But um, no. it's like you know you have to keep that. It's okay. If you keep that um, journal, like people are gonna use that as primary sources. In the future, so. no, you're right. It's just gonna be how. No, never mind. But um, back to what you were saying, I would say that the ability to turn a problem into progress is a very important thing that I think, and that's one of my. I favorite think that's like about. a key. Like, if you want to be successful, you need to learn how to do that. Like, yeah, and that's one <laughs> you of the have to. That's you the can't one. Let the, it keep you down. Yeah, it's one of the greatest things about humans is that we can. Of course, there's nihilists out there who <laughs> nothing matters, and which nihilism is the greatest tragedy that ever to befall yes. human race. And, but, you know, there's people who can say, well, listen, this was shit, but we can turn shit into gold. And if you can do that. Dude, business idea? <laughs> oh, my God. We create a toilet. All right. You poop into? Okay. The water around it makes it gold. And it, it poops out. The, the toilet itself poops no. the gold out. We only make one, though, and it's for us. No, please do research on the Gilded Age and come back to me. The what? The Gilded Age. Let's What's go that? Back. Here, listen. Let's take that apart. Let's just start off. We created a toilet. <laughs> Leave it at that. Yeah, look that up. The Japanese have made these crazy toilets. They got heated seats. <laughs> they got Bluetooth speakers. They got a built-in bidet. It's not a separate, like, actual bidet. It's built-in. little spout comes out the side. It's air-sealed tight. Sprays it up. That's awesome. That's amazing. And then, like, the restrooms they have, like, the public restrooms, they have, like, these rotatable seats that, like, new stuff comes out. Like, the plastic covers come out. They rotate so you're not sitting Ah. where somebody – it's, like, that's amazing. The toilet episode. (laughs) We rate toilets. The feet and toilet episode. (laughs) That's it. We still have yet to do top ten things of all time. That's when the people from Ireland stop listening is when we have the toilet and feet episode. I'll tell you that right now. We, we, we have people from Ireland listening to really? us. Really? Dublin, Ireland. Two people. Oh, yeah, we haven't said it this episode. Shout out Dublin, Shout Ireland. Shout out to our Dublin yeah. boys if you're still listening. We haven't said it. <laughs> if they're still listening. They heard the feet talk and they were like, yeah. Stopped. No, <laughs> if they're true fans, they kept listening. They turned it up at that That's point. what brought them in. Has the feet episode come out yet? The feet one? Yeah. No, uh, uh, October 17th would be the foot episode. 
October seventeenth. My birthday. Oh, perfect. It is that why you because chose, you because know. you want the foot episode <laughs> release. <laughs> okay, unpopular opinion. Um, uh, I'm really frightened. <laughs> I can't uh, date a girl if she ain't got pretty toes. You know what I'm saying? All right. Okay. I mean. Yeah. Maybe that is a popular opinion. But <laughs> I mean, it's pretty popular. It's, a, it's an okay I'm, opinion. I mean, like, I'm if not, someone doesn't take care but of But I'm also a hypocrite because I have ugly toes. So uh, Why are you sharing this on the podcast? Hold on. Hold on. Any, we, what? Is it is that like a first date thing? Like, hey, let me see your let toes. Let me see your really toes. If she, yeah, is she wearing yeah. flip, wear flip-flops on your first <laughs> she gotta be. She got to be wearing sandals, bro. She's like, why? Uh, don't worry kidding. about it. I'm, I'm literally just kidding. Yeah, he's just kidding, are guys. You, you were he's supposed kidding, to laugh. Guys. It's not like it's not like he just put it out there and saw the negative reaction. <laughs> no, you got you, you, you guys. We all made fun of him, and then he's like, "Oh, no. it was just a joke, guys." You guys were supposed to laugh. It's like you know when people get drunk and they like pretend to be really drunk and start saying honest shit as like yeah. an excuse to say honest shit because drunk they're words drunk. Drunk words are sober like, thoughts. This is what you're doing now. Nah, you guys were supposed to laugh. <laughs> you were supposed to laugh. I mean, we laughed at you. Yeah. You. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> okay Seth. i love my life <laughs> no literally i, I love i love being the butt of the joke it's fun some people don't like it it's great where would the world be without butts i'll tell a story right now that I, nice that really does, i'll tell a story right now that really doesn't have to do with writing so what um, half of this podcast doesn't even have to do with it but it's no it's, it's whatever it's you, you use, as long as you laugh you use some of this experience for your writing yeah, so i totally. think all of it's been about writing Anyway, uh, I'll tell a story when we were, ha- we so were actually, playing board games. So actually, you're wrong, is what he's saying. We were playing board games, and yeah. I went to go take a poop, okay? <laughs> uh, I'm just, uh... Toilets and feet? This is what, I like being the butt Toilets of the joke. I, lo- I, like, I like being the butt of the joke, so I'm going to tell this story. Um, <laughs> I went to go take a poop, okay? Yeah. It was, I, and it was a, I felt it coming. It was a big poop, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, in the middle of the, in the middle of a witch, I think I was a witch or something, and I was like... Oh, man, uh, it would be so easier to lie if I just didn't have to shit my brains out, right? Mm-hmm. So, I go take poop. I go take poop. I get back after a while mm-hmm. of tearing up uh, someone else's bathroom. <laughs> it's not even mine. <laughs> then Ellie has to go. I'm like, oh, damn. Well, well, that's not the first part of it. You walk in and you go, uh, hey, I have to go. And we were like, why? And he said, <laughs> Don't worry he about it. In, he walks in he says, um... Well, I didn't make it to the toilet. Oh. <laughs> and he said that he, I, I'm trying not to swear on this podcast I because forgot this mom, podcast. but uh, I defecated in front of Izzy's parents, <laughs> and then we thought he was dead serious. We were like, "What?" And he was like, "No, nah, I'm just kidding." And then I was like, "Well, um, since you're back, I'm gonna go. I need to go pee, right?" So I go and <laughs> I open the toilet lid. <laughs> Can you bleep this out for me? Because I, I don't. I'm, I don't. Want How to. have I not heard this? And then there's <laughs> stains like all down the bowl. <laughs> and I was like, where? Where was the stain? On the wall. On the wall. <laughs> on the wall? In, the, in the toilet. Okay. Oh, I thought he okay. shit on the wall. And then and then oh I come God. back and I was like, do I tell him? Do I make this a joke? And then okay. yes. <laughs> he didn't seem to struggle with it when you yes. walked in. It's like, okay, guys, uh, there was. Lily, the first thing she says was like, "There's poop stains on the damn toilet," and I'm just like, "Uh, well, wasn't I me." Helped, I helped. I told a story about my friend who had uh, he went to take a shit and uh, missed the bowl entirely. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> but hold hold the phone. How? <laughs> so 
so it was at a time where these two friends, right? Are they playing Bathroom Battleship? Sure. I guess, is that what you called it? You know, bathroom I just battleship, called it a good time. Bathroom, <laughs> bathroom Battleship is where two people sitting in stalls next to each other. No, you can't see it. It wasn't that. You wipe and you throw it over. Ew, you. ew, ew. It was what the fuck? <laughs> Please don't tell me you ever played this. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, they was so like urban leaving the pod. It was a time where like their funny, their like funny ha ha thing was that they would you know, you know, um, video it like on Snapchat and send it to each other. Pooping. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. God. That's normal. That's normal. It's, I was like, that's just what it's guys normal. do, right? Yeah. So yeah. I heard he told me this story, and I was just like, oh my god! And he said that like it was like like Seth said. Like it was, it was coming, and he goes. You, you and felt he, it. You, you can feel it. It's, it's, and he 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 didn't sit entirely down on the bowl because he had to film it. Well, there was this. He said there was a massive release, and he looks at the video and notices that the bowl is empty after this massive release. Huh? And he, <laughs> and he turns around. Wait, the toilet bowl was empty? Wait, was he sitting on the toilet? No, he, he went, was like he hovering. Went, he went. <laughs> And then he looked at the toilet and went. <laughs> he was hovering because he had to take the video. And he turns around and he sees it's all over the wall. <laughs> I'd run. I would just run. <laughs> what else do you do? You get the all fuck over out of there. the back seat. This is pure comedic gold that we need to write. <laughs> no, I mean, this is this is good storytelling. It is, right? yeah. Like, it is. And I remember you're when. You're being he... very descriptive. <laughs> Well, we each get a poop story, and then we're, we got. No, 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 I'm, no, no, no. I, I don't no. have any poop stories to share. One. I'm not <laughs> thinking about them for the podcast. We like to end the episode. Yes, we would. With, We'd love to. No, we like to end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I want to end this one really bad. Those are the best episodes. We we literally uh, just recorded last week, and we I thought the recording was so bad. Like we we went off topic so many times. It's literally my favorite episode. So it was far. gold. Um, so this might be actually my favorite episode now. Ellie, <laughs> shout out. Um, but we like to we like to end the episode with recommendations for movies that, that you like uh, that you want people to see. Okay. And, and for this this one is for your favorite writing, like your 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 the story you would recommend most because of the writing. Okay. So um, I'll start off with mine. Um, I we uh, first of all, Forrest Gump uh, is is just perfect writing. Um, but then I, I would say the best written story, mm, uh, probably Pulp Fiction. The way the way it is uh, laid out, it's so different. One, um, two, uh, it's uh, just it's literally just about eighties crime, or like pretty much is what it is. Um, but it is told in a way that um, it's just kind of like a mind fuck at the end. Sorry, uh, Ellie's mom, uh, for the cussing. Uh, but I'm know, not shit piss fuck cock. Anyway, my my recommendation. <laughs> Sorry, Ellie's mom. She's not getting. She's, you're, not you're, she's probably you're, not listening to this. She's probably not gonna. She's probably not gonna share this video with her family. No, anymore. she'll listen to the first five minutes and be like, "That was good." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, truth. just uh, most people. I don't know. Because we, we talked to JJ and Azel last night, and they haven't watched Pulp Fiction. They haven't seen anything. Catch Me If You Can. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Neither have I. Dude. Yeah, there's a lot of shit um, I haven't But yeah, I, w- I would probably recommend Pulp Fiction or a Shawshank Redemption type of movie. So mm-hmm. yeah. What, what do you got? Um, for like, could we recommend? Well-written anything. Just well-written. Like uh, very Like well-written, well-written movies? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was thinking like books and or TV shows. You could. Well. Anything. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Um. There's a show. It's it was on MTV. It was a cartoon. I talked with you about it for a little bit. It's uh, called Clone High. Ooh. It is one of the funniest and most well written. Genuinely, yeah. yeah and it, I agree. 
And like what they did was it was the people who made the show Scrubs, but it's not like Scrubs at all. And they kept having uh, actors who played people on Scrubs come and voice the characters on it. It was a mm-hmm. cheaply made show. Describe the concept of the show. That's the important part. Okay, the concept of the show. Um, basically, they reanimated a bunch of historical figures. John F. Kennedy, Abraham Lincoln, Cleopatra... Um, Joan of Arc is one of the bigger ones. An as well. entire high school worth of historical figures. <laughs> Just and, tell me, and they're Jonah all Hill high school age. No, it's it was Jonah it, Hill's not in there. It's in like 2002. Why would Jonah Hill be in a cartoon about historical figures? He threw the first brick at Stonewall. Fair enough. <laughs> Example A. Example B. He, he was in is Superbad. Jonah Hill. <laughs> he is America's sweetheart. That is true. He I do a, agree. He played a KKK member in Django Unchained. The show Clone well, yeah. High is about a high school's amount of famous people being reanimated and are now teenagers and attending high school. Yes. And my other recommendation, since we're doing two, is um, Beyond Good and Evil by Frederick Nietzsche. It's a great book that comes in. It gives you a lot of moral dichotomies, or the basis of uh, what morals actually are and where they come from. And it basically says, fuck religion. Oh, sorry. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Those are my two I'm just kidding. I love you, Jack. Uh, Seth, what's your recommendation? It was mean. Uh, it was. I, I'll go with another cartoon, uh, something I've been watching a bit lately. Wasn't expecting it to be written that well, considering the time period, um, but uh, it's called The Real Ghostbusters, which was essentially the animated series that came out um, after the first Ghostbusters movie to just sort of kind of capitalize on it, but they got really lucky and got a... Uh, Got a man named J. Michael Straczynski, I think. And uh, he wrote a lot of the, at least the first half of the series before ABC came in and made a bunch of changes and he left. Um, and then it got really bad and got canceled. But it surprised me that, I'd almost say I like it maybe even more than Ghostbusters itself. It's, it's, it's an, most 80s cartoons were made to sell toys and this one did have a toy line too, but it was written by someone who gave a shit about what he was doing and all the characters actually like they they expand on them more from the the actual uh movie just uh surprisingly surprisingly well written uh i'd recommend especially if you like ghostbusters i'd say give it a try i like the new one that was a joke joke. (laughs) you're supposed to laugh you're supposed to laugh Ellie, uh, what recommendation you got? Um, I'm going to recommend Black Klansman, Spike Lee joint. Um, it's based off of a book, based off of a true story. Um, he won an Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay. And um, the visuals are stunning because it, I love the 70s sort of like vibe. But the writing, it follows... Um, Obviously, the movie takes a little bit more dramatics. Like, there are certain scenes that don't happen, and there are certain characters that don't exist. But the message still holds true, and um, definitely worth a watch in today's political climate, Mm -hmm. I would say. Um, Very, very great film. And Spike Lee is just... I love Spike Lee. He loves Spike Lee. Yeah, um, Do the Right Thing is my number 11 of all time. I love officially. Do the Right Thing. It's it such is, a good one. By the way, I guess another recommendation, today's political climate, Do the Right Thing. That is a movie that you should watch. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's, I don't, I try to stay away from like, you know, stuff that's like won Oscars and all of that, but that's just, Black Klansman's genuinely one of my favorite movies, and it's, I'm trying to, I have like a movie poster thing on my wall, I'm trying to picture like what's on that wall. No, absolutely not. What do you mean? Well, hold on. <laughs> Freddy got fingers. <laughs> the, the most... Uh, Water boy. Oh, such a good movie. Um, <laughs> we suck again. <laughs> okay, okay. Come on. Okay, Water boy 
is unbelievably funny. Yeah. But the thing is, Jack and Jill really <laughs> Here we go. I can I can go in depth on why it could <laughs> no. be considered his best movie of all time. <laughs> no, it is not. It couldn't it, be. You understand, okay, who 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 could pull that off? What actor can you <laughs> What actor can you name that could pull off playing if themselves? You're, if you're listening to this and not watching on YouTube, Seth has just died. Yeah, he's collapsed. Anyway, um Ellie, you got anything to plug? Like your Instagram? Yeah, or I'll plug any, my Instagram. Anything you want. Plug it, go ahead. Uh go that camera, that camera. Start talking to it. I, I right. just stole that from Hot I'll Ones, by the way. Look at that there's one. There's a hidden camera here. There's a hidden camera there. I don't yeah. know if you know, but we're recording this on YouTube. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Um, so my Instagram is at Ellie underscore Kegel. You could put a little nice little infographic right here. We'll do. I was actually going to do it at the beginning, but yeah. Oh, I'll yeah. Go, yeah, we can do it again. Um, Boom. A little, like, yeah, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not very, like... I don't post a lot, but I do repost stuff on my stories about writing. So I, um, and I've been wanting to share some of my, like, like um, 42-word stories on my Instagram, but I've been working on that, so. Now, I might be stupid. You are. I know. <laughs> very, very. Now, when you say 42-word <laughs> story, <laughs> mm-hmm. does that mean a story in 42 words, or is that just... It's a story in forty-two words. Okay, good because I just I didn't I didn't want. What a concept! As I said, I may be stupid. <laughs> so what happens if there's just like forty-three words? You die. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> it's just a challenge to try. They like, give you like this this one-word prompt, and you have to write a forty-two. It's word It's like story. can you write a story with no words, or can you yes. write a story with? It may be harder to write with forty-two words. It's with no definitely words. it's so. Um, is Marion One watchable yet for everybody? It's on no? YouTube. Right it's now. on YouTube. It's Boom. on forty-eight. Um, it's it's like forty-eight HFP Central is the 48 channel. Forty-eight HFP time Central. Zone? No, I don't know. It's like this. I think it means like the hub, like the central. Oh, look up those words in Marion One, and you should. What probably is it yeah. again? Fine. What is it again? Let me look it up and make sure. It's like four. It's forty-eight H. We'll put, we'll put, like, the, again, we'll put the names central. right here. Yeah, because it's supposed to be 48-hour film YouTube. project central. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's their YouTube. And then we should be. So it's 48-H-F-P. 48-H-F-P central. They posted uh, all of the, like, um, regional winners, I'm pretty yeah. sure. And I think. And look for, there it is there right there. Oh, yep. Yeah. Um, it's titled Mario One by Immature. Uh, from the, it doesn't say that. Why didn't they put that? Well, lol. Well, um, I'm gonna throw on a little plug. I um, this is a little flex, but um, I did come up with the title Mario One. Hey, yeah. great. Yep, awesome. You have been a great guest, by the way. Thank yeah, you. yeah, I really awesome. Appreciate it. This um, has actually been a fairly fluid episode. Besides, <laughs> feet. I mean, yeah. <laughs> But yeah. I don't know if I call it fluid. <laughs> <laughs> There's some good advice in there. Like you just have to. I call it dynamic. Yeah, you have to. You just have to listen to the whole thing. Get that. Get that. Besides toilets and feet, it was solid. <laughs> yes. I also don't like their thumbnail that they used for. Um. It. Yeah. I mean, it's an okay thumbnail. I rather. I rather have the one where Here. she's sparking up. Mm-hmm. Not a joint. Uh, sparking up. Uh, <laughs> I was about the, to say. The, I don't remember. What that. is it called? Like she's well, welding. She's welding. She's welding at the very beginning. Yeah, I would like that as the thumbnail. Yeah. Or, you know. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Ellie. You've been a great guest. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, I appreciate it. Um, uh, if you're just listening to this, you can you can also watch this on YouTube uh, at Warren Ralph Lauren. Um, 
yeah, thank you for watching. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars. That'll help us out so much. Shout out to people who listen on Spotify. Um, if you're listening to us on Ham Radio, uh, <laughs> keep listening. We'll yeah. be back next week. Yeah, uh, we have uh, five other episodes, so go listen to those as well. Thank you from us. Thank you so much for joining and, and tuning in and listening. And uh, till next time, thank you and goodbye. Peace thank out. you for putting up with our shit. Yes. <laughs>